Hi there, my name is Carol, and you can hear me on 106.9 The Light from noon until 3 each weekday, and then again on Sunday mornings from 6 until 10. We all have some pretty lofty expectations when it comes to Christmas time. Some of them even border on unrealistic. But as we get ready for Christmas, I wanted to share with you what God has been teaching me about expectations. So I hope you'll enjoy this message and stick around till the very end. I'll give you a way to get in touch and we can talk about this topic more. Expectation. You can almost feel it in the air this time of year. It's like the, the, the air just gets electric and everybody's so excited. Expectation, I think, is one of the greatest things about Christmas. Some of us have had those expectations met. And others of us can tell quite a different story. I learned about expectations when I was nine years old. See, it had been a good year for me. I hadn't gotten in any trouble at school. And those of you who know me know how big a deal that is. <laughs> Hadn't gotten in any trouble at school. I just started to play basketball. And my mama and daddy always wanted a basketball player, and I was their last shot. <laughs> and so I started playing basketball the year before, and I was having a pretty good season playing basketball. Mama and daddy would come sit on the front row, and they would cheer for me, and I'd shoot the little basket. I mean, it was just being a, it was a good year. So it was about this time, and we put our Christmas tree up, and all the lights and decorations were on it, and presents started appearing under that tree. And my little nine-year-old heart was like, this is the year it's going to pay off for me. I know I got two sisters, but y'all just move it on over, because I've not gotten in trouble, and I'm playing basketball, which my parents just, they just think that's the coolest thing. So y'all just, most of those are going to be for me. I hate to disappoint you. And so sure enough, the, the presents started appearing under the tree. And you know when you're a kid and there's that one box and you can't for the life of you, no matter how much you shake it, no matter how much you look at it, figure out what's inside and it drives you nuts. Now that I'm a parent of a five-year-old, I don't put any presents under the tree. <laughs> and this story is the reason why. Because I was nine years old and here were these presents showing up under the tree and there was this one box in the corner and I could not figure out what it was. This is going to date me quite a bit, but that's okay. On my list that year was a Sony Walkman. <laughs> a personal cassette recorder. And if you don't know what that is, don't raise your hand because I'm liable to whoop you after this is over. <laughs> so I had on my list a Sony Walkman, and I was convinced that was what was in that box, but it was killing me. I had to know. So one random Saturday in December, my mom said, I need to go to the grocery store to pick up a few things. Do you care to stay here by yourself? And I was like, no. She said, well, your dad's out working in the yard, so it's really not by yourself. Mama, you go. You just go on to the grocery store and get everything you need because I'm the good kid, remember? Well, my nine-year-old mind got to rolling around a plan in my head. And as soon as she backed out of that driveway, I thought, I can sneak over into the corner. I can get that box. And I can just lift the scotch tape off the end and, and pray to the Lord that my mama has wrapped it in the same box it came in. <laughs> and so I saw her back out and she took up off the street. I made sure my dad was in a strategic location where I could see him if he tried to turn and come towards the house. And I got over there and you know what? I felt like this was the Lord. Because there was one edge that somebody hadn't pressed the tape down real good. <laughs> there it is. That's confirmation right there. I'm supposed to open this and see what it is. 
So I peeled back the scotch tape real carefully. It was that cheap paper, you know, that you can, you can wad it up and wrap it back up. Nobody would ever know. So I peeled the corner off, and I had one. I was just feeling so good. I was like, this is going great. So I peeled that corner off. I couldn't see, but it was some kind of box. looked like electronics in there. I was like, this is good. This is so awesome. So I said, I'll just do another corner. So I got the scotch tape, and I peeled it off. And I, did, I always did a beautiful job. And I unfolded the corners, and there, in bright blue letters, you know what it said? Oral-B electric toothbrush. <laughs> Oral-B electric toothbrush was not my expectation. <laughs> Learn an important lesson that day about finding out what you think is there is not really there. Learned an important lesson that day. And I, 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 we, I even went in my room. This was Y'all should have known there was going to be something wrong with me when I grew up. Because I'd go into my room and practice my expression when I opened it. Thank you for the Oral-B electric toothbrush. So glad my parents think so much of my oral health. Uh, I practiced that. I'm weird. But I learned an important lesson that day about expectations. I learned an important lesson that day, starting at nine years old, that what we get is not always what we expected. And if you've lived long enough, chances are you've probably come to a Christmas or a birthday or another holiday somewhere along the line where not so much gift, but in life it's really not what you expected. Whether it's that health diagnosis that you weren't expecting whether it was that relationship falling apart that you weren't expecting. Whether it was that child who didn't even come home for Christmas. And you look at that empty chair and think, how did I get here? found myself in that place just a year ago. And I started thinking about expectations and why we get ourselves in such a, a twist over Christmas especially. I think there's, a, there's an added expectation there that we place on our friends and family members and the, the, the people that we love and those that are close to us. We expect the turkey not to be dry. I mean, it is Christmas, for goodness sake. We expect everybody to show up and play nice. Like mistletoe is going to make that happen. We expect people who haven't spoken in 10 years to all of a sudden... Have the Christmas spirit and just come together and hug each other's necks. What makes us do that? I found myself in that, own, in that place and I started wondering about how we get there. And, and how, how we come to that place where we're so disappointed and things don't work out. And I found a scripture that God kind of took me to in November of last year. I put the date beside it and I'll show it to you after we're done if you want to see it. November of last year I was struggling with this very thing. And God gave me this scripture. Now, those of you who know me, you're going to say, she didn't use a Christmas scripture. <laughs> so if that is you, go ahead and write that on your card right now. She did not use a Christmas scripture. <laughs> but the way I look at it, they're all Christmas scriptures, all right? If he wasn't born, we wouldn't have the book. So there you go. <laughs> But if you know me, you know I don't do things the typical way. 
So it would be so in line with who I am to use a scripture that we typically don't think of at Christmas. God took me to the book of Psalms. In chapter 62, verse 5, it says this, Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him. In the New King James Version, I like it because it uses this word. It says, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. I want to talk to you just a little bit today about expectations. About this verse. We're just going to, you know when you get a, a, a towel real good and sopping wet and you just wring that thing till you've wrung every bit of water out of it. That's what we're going to do this verse. We're just going to wring every bit that we can get out of it today. Find rest is how this verse starts. Are we looking for it? You know how the Girl Scouts give away badges? I think most women wear their badge of exhaustion very proudly. I won't make you raise your hand, but if I say, you woke up this morning and you were totally rested, feeling great, raise your hand, that nobody in here would raise their hand. Some of you would try to lie, but we've got an altar. <laughs> and we can use it if we need to. But it's like we equate exhaustion with value this day and time. The more we're doing, the better we are. The more valuable we are to our family. I had somebody say something to me about a... Uh, eight months ago, and it just rocked my world. She said, your exhaustion is not glorifying to God. And I went, hmm. <laughs> Tell Gigi I'm not sending that girl a Christmas card either. <laughs> but she said, your, your exhaustion is not glorifying to God. And it made me mad at first because I'm not as godly as y'all. I went home and I had to huff about it a little while. I thought, well, who is she to tell me my exhaustion is not glorifying to the Lord? But after I thought about it, it's true. I mean, seriously, when your life is gone, when it is all said and done, do you want somebody to stand over your casket and go, boy, she was exhausted. <laughs> I'm glad she's getting to close her eyes now. exhaustion just so the whole world can know that you're valuable so many times in scripture God says come away be still rest Jesus while he walked this earth he withdrew from the crowds when he in that interaction with Mary and Martha that we like to beat up on the women who cook all the meals you know we, that scripture <laughs> y'all did it I know he tells Mary she's chosen the good thing so why do we think we don't need it? Um, somebody told me uh, about that same eighth month conversation about exhaustion. I am the one who controls my schedule. And I think most of us, we just say yes to everything. Yes, 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 I'll do it. And it's like the Christmas ball with the snow inside of it. And you just shake it up and you watch all the flakes fall. We're just waiting for that day when they all settle. And we can go, Oh, I don't have anything to do today. I'm not talking about an extra nap. I'm talking about rest. God gave me a very practical example of this the weekend before Thanksgiving. I was blessed to be given the gift of a personal spiritual retreat here at the Cove. I came and the first 24 hours were glorious. I took a nap. <laughs> 
And after I got up from my nap, I sat and I read things that I'd been wanting to read. And I spent time in scripture and I just talked with the Lord about some things that were going on. And I hit the 24-hour mark and it was like something went in me. Bing! Give me some people. (laughs) I got to talk to some people. Where's the people? What time's time's supper? Because I got to go talk to some people. Give me some noise. I need somebody to make some noise. Can somebody turn on a radio or something? Because I just, I need to. We are so addicted to it. And I will raise my hand and say I'm the first one. We're addicted to activity and noise. Those are the two things. And so as I settle in on this scripture and some, something that God has been teaching me and I'm not there yet is that find rest. That means we're looking for it. But not the kind of rest that we define. The kind of rest that he defines. And something that he taught me. Two little things. He said, Carol, you'll find rest when you figure out you don't have to do it all. And you'll find rest when you realize you don't have to understand it all. You'll find rest when you find out you don't have to do it all. You'll find rest when you find out you don't have to understand it all. Because I think we get in that trap of thinking if we do more, we have value. That's not the case. That doesn't make us better. It makes us exhausted. And you will argue with me, I know, and say, but you don't know my life. My kids are involved. You are in charge of your schedule. Or is your schedule in charge of you? I know, I'm there. But we say yes to all these things that we feel like are going to bless other people. And I'm not against doing things for other people. I think that's great. But at the expense of the time that we need to rest and sit before God and listen to what He has to say to us. You can't carry out what the Master wants if you won't listen to what He says. And you can't listen to what He says when you're running 90 miles an hour keeping the roads hot and doing everything for everybody else. Find rest. No, you don't have to do it all. And more importantly, you don't have to understand it all. A couple of years ago, um, I was really struggling in my, in my just personal life, and I was going through some things that I didn't, I could not understand. And, and I think that God kind of did that, wove that intentionally into my life because I like to understand things. I want there to be a clear-cut lesson so that I'm sure I've learned what I, want, what I need to learn and we can move on to the next thing. You know, we can check this box and we can move on. And I just couldn't come up with anything. I just, I mean, I was like, it was like hitting a brick wall. And I just got before the Lord one day and I was like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to learn. Would you please show me what I'm supposed to learn? And I felt him whisper to my heart, Carol... Sometimes it's not about a point, it's about the process. There's a whole lot of things that you learn about the process. You learn about me in the process. You'll eventually get to the point, but quit trying to rush it. Because you're actually taking steps backwards in that journey. Find rest. Oh my soul, if I ask right now if you needed some rest, I can't think of many of us that would say, no, no, not me, I'm good. If we were honest in our hearts. Are you looking for rest today? Second part of that verse says, Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. 
this time especially, I think we, we want to add stuff to God. God plus the right job. God plus the right mate. God plus the right family. God plus the perfect kids. God plus the easy life. God plus the good health. That's where I'll find rest. No. It says here, in God alone, it's time for some focused attention. My little five-year-old, when she was about two, had such a strong mind. I have no idea where she gets that, but um, <laughs> that's not funny. That's not funny right there. <laughs> but she'd go into a nursery, and there could be 50 million brand-new toys lining the walls of that room. And there'd be another kid in there playing with some old ratty toys. She wanted that one. I want that one right there. Well, no, there's all these. No, I want that one right there because he's got it. It's time for us to get that kind of focus on God alone. I'm praying for that kind of focus and discipline in my own life. What I'm finding is that all these other things that I say, plus God, plus this or this or this or this or this, all those other things are uncovering places in my heart that need to be healed by resting in God alone. Isn't that interesting that it just makes the total circle back around? And he goes, no, 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 Carol, if you'll find rest in me, I'll fill in those blanks. Actually, you'll just find that part of the equation fall off. And you'll realize that I'm enough. Because I really thought that if I went to church every Sunday and if I was in every Bible study that was offered and that if I paid my tithe every week and if I even checked that box on my envelope that said I visited somebody every once in a while, man, God was obligated to answer my prayer like, like I asked him. That's not really how it works. My soul will find rest in God alone. What are, you, what are you putting on the end of that equation today? Maybe that would be what you would put under the Christmas tree as your gift this Christmas. Maybe you would say, you know what? I've been waiting on this to happen so that I could finally truly be at peace. And that's the very thing that God is asking you to surrender to him. What is it for you today? God plus what's in that blank? I invite you to find rest by just laying it before him. He already knows anyway. He knows exactly where you are. Find rest. Oh, my soul and God alone. My expectation comes from him the little word expectation I was thinking about it in terms of business and there was this quote years ago that said it was about success in business it said I climbed the ladder of success to realize to realize it was leaning against the wrong wall you ever heard that quote you know what I think we've got our expectation leaning against the wrong wall I think we've got our expectations of people who are just flesh and bone like we are being able to do something that only God can do. Our expectation is that the turkey won't be dry and that people will behave and get along and be nice. And in our hearts as women, we do it every year. This will be the year. 
And I love to hear about Christmas miracles, about God restoring relationships and health problems. And, and, and all. I mean, I love that. I'm not taking anything away from that. And it does happen. But that cannot be where our expectations lie. Because nine times out of ten, we're going to be disappointed. Are you saying we're disappointed in God? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I've never been disappointed in Jesus. Now you say, well, what about when he didn't answer your prayer like he thought he would? I wasn't disappointed in Jesus. My expectation was in the wrong place. Well, what about when they don't come home for Christmas? And what about the turkey? No, no, no. That's not Jesus. That's our expectation leaning against the wrong wall. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I'm ready to do this thing with all my heart. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of pretending like I got it all together. I'm tired of trying to come up with answers that I don't even know. They don't make sense to me. I am totally okay with God alone. And what it's been for me is God peeling back the layers and saying, oh, here's another spot. Here's another spot where your expectations aren't really leaned against me. I'm just tired. And the only place we can find rest, according to, to God's word, is in Him alone. I'll tell you a little story about expectation. This summer, my five-year-old took swimming lessons. This whole patch of gray over here is due to that. <laughs> but we were taking swimming lessons, and um, our schedule was just where we could just get right to the YMCA right before um, lessons started. But one day, we were a few minutes early. And she said, Mama, would it be okay with you if I sat over there on the steps in the water before we got started? And I said, well, sure, honey, that'd be fine. So she went over there. Can't swim a lick now. No life preserver on. She just sits right down, and she's looking at me. And I said, now you stay on the, I'm, st I'm on the step. I'm on the step. Step right here. <laughs> I should have known at that point this was not going to go well. So we, she played for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden I realized she was a little shorter. And I was like, are you, I, Mama, I am on the steps. Here's the steps. I'm on them. All right, don't you get off those steps. Yes, ma'am. She got a little shorter. I was like. Ella, you need to get back up on the first step. And just at that moment, my work phone rang. And I answered it. And before I knew it, she had stepped off that bottom step and over her head in the water. And the water was hitting her about right there. And I could see those big old blue eyes shining. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. I about had a heart attack right then. So here I am trying to be all professional. Hello, how are you? Oh, yes, I'm good. I'm trying to be professional on the phone. And here's my child standing in the water looking at me. <laughs> so here I go, closing all down the steps at the YMCA. Reach down, grab her up, sopping wet. And she's spitting it out, you know, every which way she can go. And I bring her over. I'm talking to her. And I said, you know, you weren't doing what Mama said. And you've got to sit here. I understand. I'm sorry. So after I calmed down and started breathing again, I looked at her and I said, Ella, were you not afraid? Those big old blue eyes looked up at me and she said, no, Mama, I knew you'd come for me. <laughs> and that is the very thing that I think 
God wants to hear his girls say today, I know you're coming for me. Not just in, a, in eternity, but today when you're in over your head and your heart is breaking. That you'd look up and believe, put your expectation in him and say, I know you're coming for me. It may not be today. It may not be in the timing that, you, that I have in my mind or in my heart, but I know you're coming. He will not disappoint you. So what are you expecting this Christmas? What is your expectation? What's it leaning against? What's it depending on? If you will, just for a quick second, just bow your head, close your eyes. So thankful that God gives us his word that can speak so deep into our hearts. When we're broken, when we're hurting, and today... I don't believe I'm the only one who needs to find rest. And if you would be honest enough in your heart to say, Carol, I need to find that rest. I'm not only worn out physically, but emotionally, I'm just tired. If you'd be honest enough to say, today that that would be your prayer and that would be your heart's cry but just really quick for a second if you just open your eyes and make eye contact with me I don't want to embarrass you I want to pray for you thank you thank you thank you I see you I see you thank you thank you thank you oh thank you for your honesty thank you God bless you thank you thank you thank you thank you I see you I see you more importantly, God sees you. I thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Maybe today you would say, I've been waiting for that other thing to finally make me happy. And I really need to get back to where it's just God alone. And that's what fulfills me and makes me whole and new. That's where my joy comes from. It's not dependent on my health what kind of roof I have over my head, if the relationship works out or not. God, I want you alone to have first place. And I want to admit to you today and declare that you are enough. If that is your prayer today, quickly, just lift your eyes and look at me real quick. I see you. Thank 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 you. God bless you. I see you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And finally tonight, in a room this size, I think we're all just looking toward heaven and saying, I knew you'd come for me. I know that eventually you're coming for all of us, but today I need you now more than ever before. And I just want to say, in my heart, I know you're coming, Lord. In my situation, in my home, in my heart. If that would be your prayer, that would be your expectation today. If you just lift your eyes real quick, I just want to pray for you. Thank you. 
Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord Jesus, you are coming for us. But in the meantime, you want to do a work in our heart and lives like never before. And God, this Christmas is as good a time as any. So even before we celebrate the day of your birth, Lord, would you help our hearts to get in alignment with who you are and what you want to do? God, would you help us to find rest? Lord Jesus, not just a, an extra day off or time to sleep or even quiet time, Lord, but find rest in you and who you are in you alone, Lord, would you help us find that rest? Would you help us place our expectation fully on you? God, we repent and admit that there have been so many times in life where we've expected people to act like God. And Lord, we're just putting our expectation, our hope back in you today. This Christmas would be different, not because any event happens, but because you are enough. I just pray for my sweet sisters that lifted their eyes today. That somewhere in their hearts, they have a special need from you. God, you know exactly what it is. Some of them spelled it out in a journal entry today. Others, when they were having their quiet time on the way to this event poured out their heart and said, I don't know if I can walk another step. Lord, I pray that in these moments they have found courage and hope to trust you even more. You are enough, Lord. You are worthy. And we give you all the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. It's been an honor and a privilege to share what God laid on my heart at Christmas time. If you made a decision today or if you've got a prayer request that you'd like to share with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at carol at 1069thelight.org. And I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. Thank you again for listening.